It took 18 years, 10 seasons and 18 years for them to finally put this guy into a super suit? Maybe. 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 <laughs> he might not even show up in a super well, suit. Well, the thing is, what's funny is that actually in the Smallville TV series, the season finale, or excuse me, series finale, he actually was in supposedly the Superman suit, but all those scenes were this ACGI model of Brandon Routh from Superman Returns, pasted with his name. Well, now, I did hear something, and I think you might have been the person who told me this, but doesn't Superman Returns return? He does. He returns. This is, comes to another big pinnacle of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Brandon Routh is returning as Superman for the Crisis on Infinite Earths. And what's great is he's going to be the Kingdom Come Superman. It is looking awesome. His costume looks great. He's oh, I can't wait. Yeah, no, no, it, it looks great. I, I mean, looking at it right now, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm looking at it. Yeah, I am, mm -hmm. and it looks really good. Um, yeah. It looks a lot better than the Superman Returns version. He actually yeah. he's uh, got a bigger like symbol. Yeah, the, the bigger, better symbol. I've always liked that symbol with the black background, and his belt buckle actually comes up to his. Kind of is like that. Chris Reeves um, mix with uh, what else would you say? I would say that it mixes a little bit with the Superman Returns suit, but he's not as purple. The he doesn't have low rise underwear speedos going on. I don't feel like he's about to kidnap me and do bad things to me. Yeah, and if you also notice, it has the same texture almost as the Superman Returns suit too. Okay, and like I've noticed that in the the blue. But the cape looks a little lighter too, though. Oh yeah, right? no, he actually is, is red now. I mean, I remember that being a huge. Well, not just color-wise, has like weight-wise. Weight I remember the Superman Returns cape almost looked like it was completely made out of heavy. Yeah, it did look like it was like plastic almost. Yeah, and whereas that one almost looks a little cloth. Um, so that's good. And then what? What's this other news about? Because I heard that Superman's also breaking through with some more stuff after oh, his Tuesday movie. Superman, it's in the DCAU. It's starting to be another good era for Superman fans. It's we now have personally one of my favorite Superman storylines of all time. Superman Red Sun. Red Superman. Yeah. And which I'll be honest, I'm really excited about the fuzzy hat Batman seeing him too. Because he's Batman both. That's like an alternate history, right? Where instead of landing in Smallville, he lands like in Russia. Moscow. Moscow. Or yeah. with different parents and grows up in a different world. Mm -hmm. Because he's Superman, changes the world and so you end up with an alternate history. Yeah, of communist Earth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And I love the idea. Really cool because like in the story you have uh, the United States creates a super weapon called Bizarro, which was, you know, Lex <laughs> Luthor, and then you have the Green Lantern Corps, which was actually the Air Force. Nice. So, House flying a plane, I remember. How do they play Superman? Like, do they play him, like, as someone who thinks he's doing what's right, you know, yeah, I think, in the Russian way? Yeah, that's exactly what's yeah. happening. It's, so the truth just as American way is truth just as in the comrade way, yeah. you know? And so he wants to he really say it like that? No. No, he doesn't. Like, he thinks it like For Russia and Mother Russia. He thinks it would be like socialism, right? Whereas like like the Superman would think that democracy is the best way because he's American, but as a Russian, he would think socialism is the best way. And if you don't think that way, then you must be some horrible human being. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, isn't Wonder Woman also in that storyline? She's, uh, yeah, she's, she's also she's communist. Yeah. yeah, she's with him. Yeah, is he? Is she, it because of him that she becomes communist? Yeah, pretty much. It's like he's so into her. I guess. Isn't that a little bit? Uh, I don't know. Uh, on viewing this video, I'd like some of our female listeners to respond to how they feel about the fact that Wonder Woman changes sides with Superman and follows him around. Since she is the pinnacle of female empowerment within the comic book community, I'd like some comments on that. So just let us know what you think about that and how you feel about the fact that Wonder Woman seems to just follow suit with Zeus. Um, interesting topic, debate away. We will see what you say. 
Um, but in other news, I also heard that there was some big breaking news for the DC big screen. <laughs> Depending on which way to take it. Yeah, really simple. 
WB, uh, DC, if you're listening, just do what Marvel did, okay? You don't have to. Or don't. Do your own thing, you know, like. But at least follow the code. Yeah. You yeah. know. And if they're Audible, good, good actors, continuity, consistency. consistency. Um, yes, and if the rumor is. Can you suggest Stark movie? Yes, please. With John Montilano. I don't know if I care too much about it. I just want a Deathstroke movie. Deathstroke is the, the king BA dude. You can have a standalone Deathstroke. Any any Monday to Friday flight I'm gonna be on, I wanna see a monkey fight with Deathstroke movie. <laughs> Which in other news, we don't have an actual uh, picture for this, but in other news, Samuel L. Jackson is now going to be a voice for your Echo. Your Amazon Echo oh, yeah. is going to have for only a dollar. And if you don't think that's worth only a dollar. Yes. If you don't think that's worth a dollar, you're not watching my show because we don't agree as people. Does he cuss? It's an expand. It can, yeah. It's going to be a clean version and really? an explicit <laughs> version. And if you think I'm not going to have Sammy J talking to me all day, every day about monkey fight Monday to Friday flights, you're wrong, bub. So, but anyway, speaking of bub, moving into the meat and bones, uh, last week we were talking about Teen Titans, and one of the biggest books that I've read is this crossover between the two biggest comic book runs that I ever collected, which was... The New Teen Titans and the Uncanny X-Men. That's right, Uncanny, because Stan Lee loves adjectives, and we love him for it. Now, this was one of the biggest things for me. It, it introduced two of these great groups that I really loved, but at the same time, the, the show stealers, the ones that, that I think that what they really tried to base the New Teen Titans off of was this, this uh, cohesive drama that was really pinned by Chris Claremont starting the Uncanny X-Men run. And mm. that was a beautiful run. 17 years of a run. I mean, not only that, I mean, he took what was originally these these five teams, the original gangsta X-Men. Uh, you had Beast, Iceman, Jean Grey, Angel, Cyclops, these poor, downtrodden, white kids from America that uh, Professor Xavier saved and turned into the X-Men uh, as they originally were, the original X-Men. That's just what he did. That was great. Um, so we turned the page to the X-Men uh, of the old days. There they are! Oh, man! Yeah. Woo! Keynote speaker. All right, so I mean that's a great shot. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. You know, like well, he was like Snowman. <laughs> yeah. He used to he used to boast all the time, even in the original comics, as everybody else is trying to put on these suits and everything. He he'd be in some underwear. And he'd like let me get my boots. And he put some boots on him, and then ice himself up into this like Snowman. He doesn't even eat boots. He. Why does he have boots? No, he just had ice boots. Just so that he can look like everybody else. Well, that's the concrete is hot. Just keep it now. Right. Yeah. He just keeps keeps yeah. it down. What if he constantly slips? Because oh. he can't control the slime. <laughs> he can control it. He can add it. Why is that slipping the whole time? He can just add, like, more water. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah. Maybe there could be a side channel that explains that and shows some trying. I think we should enter into another discussion with Neil deGrasse Tyson on the fact that we need to know how Iceman eats foods. Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> please contact us about this. We desire, we need, we crave your intelligence on comic book community science. But the accident evolved. They went from that original five. Chris Claremont got a hold of it. We got the international team starting with Storm, Wolverine. Nightcrawler, Colossus, even Banshee and Thunderbird and Thunder, Sunfire were there. Well, Tiny Wolverine is. He was a small guy. He was. He's five foot three. Do you think that Marvel is going to like cast a small guy to Wolverine? I think they're going to cast Superman for Wolverine. Since DC he's says, you know what, we don't need you anymore, Henry Cavill. I think he's going to grow some mutton chops, go for another facial hair faux pas, and become Wolverine. I want as long as we can CGI him. 
to sucks. I want to see an unknown like Wolverine, and I want him to be. I want him to be a gruff little guy. So like Scott, oh, yeah. Scott Summers there. I'm guessing he's like a six two, six six one, six, six one, six two. Uh, so that what makes Wolverine like what five seven? Five, he's, no, he's five three. I'm giving you legit stats. Five three. He's five three, about two hundred. So Tom Cruise is taller than Wolverine. Tom Cruise is too tall to play Wolverine. Tom Cruise is too tall. To play but if we can at least get a guy that's five seven and beefy and grunty and old. Well, five seven, you don't even have to be that big. Tom Cruise does not age just like Wolverine. That's Tom right. Cruise cannot be Wolverine. <laughs> He's not allowed. Which is gonna make him want to be Wolverine. It's a challenge. He loves a challenge. No, I don't care if his entire Scientology community tries to come to war with, with TTP. We will go up against the Scientology community. We will beat them, the three of us versus the thousands of them. Do they have thousands of people? They might. They might. Yeah. We can take them, though. I, well, I, I would just uh, I would offer up a better alternative. Like, if you had to choose Wolverine, uh, you cast him. Like, can, can I think of somebody? Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, who, who would I put in the booth? It's not me or Cap. I don't think that's your first choice. I know it wouldn't actually be my first choice. That's what I would put. I would put that little known actor that was like, uh, it's Shinzon in, um, yes, Shinzon in uh, uh, one of the later Star Trek movies, the last one for the next generation. And I don't know if you know who played him. No, I don't. But I would be great to talk about as Wolverine. And I think you agree with me. I really Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah, I agree. Ben would be great. Ben would be great as Yes! Yes, he's like a Patrick Stewart lookalike, right? That's what we got. Hello. Hey, John. No, yeah. He's actually Tom Hardy is he's exactly my right. so he's my height and in old day I think he's around 180 pounds. Yeah. But for Bang I know he went up to about 210. You could play Wolverine. Uh I'm not love to play Wolverine. I'd love to. Call me if you need me. But he's about the right age. I'm about, I'm pretty old and you can grow some mutton chops. I can grow some I mean that's I get yeah. thicker, they might get longer. I don't he needed to soil it up, add some calories. Yeah. Up a little bit. So you got the cut, you just need to move. Yeah. Uh, just cover up my tattoos. Put yeah, some on my reactor. reactor. Yeah. TikTok. I'll call you both all day long. That's what I do. Cigar. Yeah. Come by me if you need to. Just give me a call. If you can't get anybody else to want to play Wolverine that you think is great for it, I will do it. I emote, I talk, I speak, I even have metal skeleton parts. That's true. So, uh, I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm a method actor. I got this installed so that I could do the part for you. And if we ever have an Alpha Flight crossover, I nominate this guy to be Puck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. But make him wear the onesie bathing suit, please. <laughs> make me on the front of it like the power of the Puck. Um, would I play I believe that you would play. I know I really view you as Doctor Doom. I can't get out of that. Like, well, I, I can't ever think of you not being Doctor. I can't. I don't think I'd do that. Yes. But if you could, we'll work on the accent. We'll figure out where we think he's from. Austria, right? I think we decided Austria. So. I was going to say like more Turkish. Hungarian. Somewhere in between in Hungary. Isn't Austria like Hungary, Southern Italian? It's in it's in there somewhere. It's all over. It's all Lat Latveria is where it's from. It's a fictional place. So just go for the nineties cartoon version. Yeah. And you basically just talk really loud. Or just like, ah, boom. Shake my fist a lot. Dolph Yeah, like get your best Dolph Lundgren accent. Yeah. And then you do. It's and like you're inside that. metal mask, so you yeah, can so pull it's a Tom Hardy and be like, oh, oh, man. Man. That's how I would do it. Uh, but yeah, excellent. Oh, George and Corman flashbacks. Chris Claremont did a great job. Burn did a great job. Yes. Burn was amazing. I just think that everything he did was always really.
clean, very professional, very like good storyteller, like everything is excellent like, work. Also, not only fashion he did a great job there too. I mean, like that's the thing. Burke, Burke was one of the, in those days when you had good artists, they worked. Yes, they didn't get a whole lot for it. They, but they worked. They didn't move from like, oh, I'm drawing on these panels, and now we're going to do covers only, and you're going to pay me. I'm yeah. some money for it. Didn't happen. These guys got scraps, and they worked everywhere. They drew everything, and they did a great job. Yeah, if you want to uh, commission John to do some work for you, uh, here's probably a backlog. But like the stuff he's turning out nowadays, they're all commissions, and they're just beautiful. I would love to have one myself. It's like, yeah, I want a John Byrne Superman uh, or uh, something like that. I would love to have something commissioned by him. I know I have something from Dean Zachary, actually, too, uh, from the spelling of Dean Zachary. We talked about four friends with his brother. Yeah, he's um, awesome. He's great. He did a, he did a, a Parallax Sinestro for me, yeah. and he did Ooh. a live action Superman with the burning eyes for me. It's all in ink, um, but he did Amazing job. This is another shout out to Dean Zachary. I want to hashtag something down there. Maybe people can find his, his Facebook and like him. Links in the description. Links in the description. Yes. Now you guys have to Otherwise, you're making a lot. Yeah. You got to do that. Hashtag TTP. All right. So, uh, but moving forward in time, um, the X Men, they kind of continuously evolved. That was one of the great things about them. Like, you didn't. Chris Claremont never wanted anything to just stay the same. Yeah. It was always motion. It was always change. It was real life. It's that hair. The hair evolved. The hair, the hair was super Oh, yeah. We got Storm, got the Mohawk, which I am still a huge fan of the Mohawk on Storm. Um, you know, Flock, Flock Seagulls Road even was like a Mohawk. Yeah. I mean, like, and then you got Kitty and all of the the kinky curly hair going on and Rachel That's Central, she yeah, Rachel goodness. Goodness. yeah, she came out with a buzz cut like first thing. So I mean and uh, I remember correctly, she had rat tail. I didn't remember that. Yeah. The buzz cut Rachel Summers. Yeah, she had curly she had a curly like mullet rat tail thing. Of course, I'm sorry, Rachel. Same hair. Same hair. Mother uh, Russia only allows me yeah. to have this hair. And this is the hair I will have. I think one time Colossus had a beard, and I thought it was so cool that he had changed that one. I love Bearded Colossus. Bearded Colossus is very cool. I, I really wish that more comic book characters had facial hair. Me? They just can't grow it. Yeah, well, even Wolverine's got it behind his back. Do you Wolverine is like shaving every day? Like right here? Yeah. Or he just, he just goes it. and he like. See, so he's got stubble there. So he's, he is doing something. Yeah, no, there's stubble all the time. I can't grow it in the day. Um, actually, though, if, if you were like hardcore and wanted to get into the nitty gritty facts of it, the run of Weapon X, the, and, and uh, yeah, the Marvel yeah. Showcase uh, presents. Marvel uh, Comics presents. Right. So as he's in the tube, he's bald, he's completely shaved. They said, I just shaved him a few minutes ago. And they said, it looks like you did with shears. And like you see him growing hair yeah. as he's in the tube. When he gets fully shaggy, full hair and everything. He still has some mutton chops. It's just mutton chops. So he yeah. can't grow it right. It now. really does not. I mean, <laughs> there are other iterations. It's not where, stylistic. He just can't grow yeah. it right. Apparently, that's the thing. Until he becomes old man Logan, does he start to grow a connected beard yeah. right across the chin? But even then, no less than anything he might be used to, it so much like, ah, oh, like, what it was. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of a strange thing. Yeah, Wolverine never that really has, he never really has a beard. Wolverine can't grow a beard. Yeah, you know, I know. And no one's half the battle, but yeah, the X Men in the eighties was just—it was so great. I mean, even we had Professor X walking around. What's Havoc? Whatever happened to Havoc? Havoc has had a lot to do with things actually throughout yeah, time. He's, he's kind of a screw up though. That's kind of one of the things that's a staple with Havoc is that you you think he's going to do well. or Scott Summers' little brother. He's got this temper. He's constantly being put in charge of teams and then running them to ruin. Um, He's not the older brother like Fox let us believe. He's the younger brother. So that's how that works. 
But they had a lot of great stuff released right there at the end of the ages. Jubilee was revealed. She uh, saves Wolverine from being crucified. Is that was forced in that awesome uh, animated series? They fought with the Shadow King, and, and after they did that, they realized X Factor came together, X Men came back together, some characters were found again, and Professor X said, What do I do with all of these X Men? Well, what did he do? He broke into the 90s with two X books and broke them apart into two teams X Men Blue, X Men Gold. Yeah, One yeah. of the best iterations of the X Men, as seen by Jim Lee did the art with uh, Chris Claremont still doing the writing because Chris That's Claremont. A combination, I think. That was his great. Yeah. That was the golden combination. No other comic book has sold as much as X Men issue number one. No other comic book. Still, to the day, even before then, yeah, you can take uh, the 1938 release of Superman um, and, and pay a billion dollars for it, but they still made a billion dollars off of just selling X Men issue number one one at a time, and it still ranks up there. Oh, yeah, the art was beautiful, the story was beautiful, all of these flesh out characters that we got to see, it was just the best thing we ever had. Now, I'd actually like to ask you, just in this moment, real quick, what, and I'm going to start with it. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sit there, sit tight. What's one of your favorite X-Men? Just in, in all the iterations, what's one of the favorite one that you've had that you kind of feel attached to? And that's going to be Glosses. You love Glosses. Absolutely. With art by Alex Ross. Uh, uh, yeah. Glosses is just great. He's, uh, I wonder what your opinion is. Uh, well, um, I like Glosses. I think he's great. I love Scott, so I'm joking. Glosses. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm not a fan of Scott. You know, I'm going to your shirt here. You know, Wolverine, yeah. everyone likes him, can't like you can like it if you want to. Uh, yeah. I know that. There's bandwagons, but you can jump on. You got that. That's Xavier. I don't know. I've lost some faith in him. Um, hmm. X-Man. You know, can I say Iceman? You can yeah. say Iceman. I'm Iceman. saying Iceman. Iceman's cool. He's the Iceman. Be cool about it. That's nice. Iceman. I like Beast. Beast is also very cool. My cousin Michael loves like, Beast. It's his favorite You know what? As a kid, like, I didn't really read too much of the uh, Bishop storyline or the Forge, but, but I thought they looked really cool. They do. It's a classic blue and Yeah, so, yeah, blue and gold, and so I'm going to say I like their design. See, I really loved Gambit when he was out. I loved Bishop. I loved the story between the two. It was cool. It was really great. He had a sword. He had a shotgun. He was just neat. You could hit him as much as you wanted to, what was going to happen, you were going to get hurt. And the two of them going at people together, there were several issues throughout time where they kind of had to team up and get over the whole cop thief thing. And that was just, it was super cool. It was very um, lethal weapon. Uh, I don't even know how else to get around that. Um, which, if we were back in time, Mel Gibson, I would get Mel Gibson to play Wolverine. Play Wolverine. I can see that. If he was a young guy, still, I would make him get some Wolverine. Well, he can play old man. He can play old man Logan. Yeah, for all I know. That's great. But yeah, we moved from this era of greatness into a very strange era called the New X-Men. When Grant Morrison took over, Frank Whitley was helping him do art, I guess, if you call it. No, I was about to say, is it you that doesn't like Frank Wiley? It is me. I like Frank Wiley's art. I think it's like... I didn't like... I'm going to say that it's neat in a way that it's very British. Very clean. Neat very and clean. clean. It's not clean. There's a lot of color mistakes. There's a lot of lines. Is he doing the color lines? I don't think so, but, you know. See, I remember Frank Wiley when he did We Three. That was very good. Or I was never read it. Uh, and, uh, very, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you didn't like the, the little bunny? Like, I think it was a cat. Anyway, I don't know what I was I like that you don't necessarily like what I like, and I like that you like things that I don't necessarily like. I like the fact that this panel has differing opinions. Also, like all-star Superman. 
I thought the art there was very good. I liked that as well. All Star was pretty good. It was good for what was going on. They tried a lot harder, but then we moved into an age where Joss Whedon took over, and we got an amazing new writer called the Astonishing X-Men. They got back into the suits. They stopped trying to copy the movies to put them in black letter. They gave us the superheroes again, and Scott Summers being a champ in that run, even dictated, we're going to be more super heroic. Like he says it in the panels, we've got to show up like we're heroes. We're going to do this. We're going to do we're this. We're the X-Men. We are the X-Men. They try to save stuff all the time there. And the Fantastic Four are like, what are you doing here? This is like what we do. He's like, well, we're going to help you. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure, why not? Um, but it did great. And it started a new era of cohesive stories, not only within X-Men, but throughout Marvel as a whole. I think it really started there um, because right after that, moving into an era of new Avenger stories, Avengers just disassembled happened, which led to Wanda, the start of the witch, losing her freaking marbles, and it created this new reality, the House of yeah. which not only led to a really cool story where Magneto's king, he invites Dr. Doom over to his kingdom from his kingdom. Like, there's all these kings, but the world is ruled by royalties at that point. Um, but the only one person that realizes what's up is the one person that doesn't normally remember his own past, and that's Wolverine. Mm. And coming out of that story, Wolverine remembers everything. He's got his whole past again. So that was a huge deal. That was a big storyline. Like, like, not just what happened in the house of him, but everything about his own personal past. His own personal past, breaking into it. A Wolverine Origins book. Mm -hmm. um, so that was yeah. really cool. It was a really cool storyline if you're ever trying to delve into Origins. Yeah, that was great. Was that Posada? Did he draw that? I don't remember off the top of my head. I think so, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I like his art. I don't know. Like, I think he's got a really good song. It's very cool. Um, but so yeah, we had the X-Men moving into a new era. They were very heroic, but they were very cool. They were combined with the Marvel Universe in a way they just really hadn't been before. And that was what was really neat about that. You know, we even had the X-Men versus the Avengers, which culminated in one of the coolest things that may or may not have made sense, the Power Ranger X-Men. I mean, the Phoenix Force X-Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The X-Men Phoenix Force was so friggin' neat. Like, somebody else besides Gene Gray is going to get tortured by this exorcist-level demon. And, you know, it ended up being Scott. <laughs> you know, it, it was just so freaking neat. Even if we had to have Namor show up, it's like, wait, is he a mutant? And then we all had to figure it out. I have a question about this. Just looking at this image. So the Phoenix Force, when it presents itself, it looks like a phoenix? It does. Mm -hmm. It exists to people. So is it just, like... Coincidence? No, it is the reason it's called Fuse. It is the Fuse. I know, but it's a disorder. Bird, it just looks like an Earth bird? It just happens. It happens to look like an Earth bird. It's a life essence. Oh, it's a coincidence. But it, it goes so far back into the Marvel continuity that even recently they dictated that at one point in time, Odin, in like the year 10 million, yeah. BC, was leading his own group of like barbaric Avengers and was in love with. So, like, the phoenix, assuming it's always looked like that, existed before the actual phoenix on Earth was formed. So, is there some sort of relationship there? Well, I think that the phoenix being a mythological bird was based on the phoenix, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I know, like, for us, but for the phoenix forest, why does it look like that? Why does it look like a bird that's on Earth, like, you know, 10,000... In a million years. Neil deGrasse Tyson, we need to ask you some more questions about why cosmic energy would try to look like a bird. <laughs> if you could answer this to us, and then Samuel L. Jackson, Echo Dot, could then read your reply to us in explicit terms, I would really, really appreciate that. That would make my dreams come true. But the Uncanny X-Men, they continue to go on after that. They evolved. Summers was the bad guy at this point. He was a villain. He was mad ego in form. He was responsible after becoming Dark Phoenix for killing Professor X, his own father. Right? He just took Why didn't it turn out that he was his father? 
But like you saw, because that would have been Christopher Sawyer. Yeah, now that didn't happen. Also, strangely enough, Luke, I am your father, didn't happen in Star Wars, apparently. I remember it happening, but uh, I live from a different dimension, a different altered reality where that happened. And Jif was Jiffy Lice, and Fabrice was spelled with three E's. And it was the Berenstein Bears. They're not the Berenstain Bears. Nobody. But my only Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened, happened. So, anyway, um, it definitely moved forward from there. We had uh, an era where Wolverine broke off, leading his own team of X Men, teaching a school full of mutants and looking really cool. But one of the mutants he took with him was Beast. And everybody loves Beast, but Beast. He tends to screw up, like turning himself blue and furry, or doing things like ripping the original X-Men out of the past and bringing them to the present timeline. And it's like, hey, why not? Let's just have our young selves teach our future selves what we're doing wrong. Um, bad idea. That's a little trite too, I think. It was bad. Yeah. But it was a good story. It was a very good story, which culminated in Cable killing Cable. Uh, not suicide, but homicide. Um, and saving his father, Cyclops, from being dead. Uh, there's just a lot of things that happened. If you ever get a chance to read some of the newer stuff, Exterminators was great. Um, just a good storyline. So that's what I would go for if I was you. I'd definitely read some of the more current stuff from the year 2000 forward. Uh, House of them, all that stuff was really good. But the, the future of the X-Men really lied, and what they were willing to do with the X-Men... Is that Mara? That is Shadowcat. Shadowcat? Yeah, she, she has She became the head best. She, she's, that's right, she did, didn't she? She was the mistress of the school. She almost married Colossus, but broke his heart again oh. and led him on a drinking spree. Whoa! Oh, drunk Colossus is amazing. And he went on a little adventure with Havoc, who we mentioned before, who screwed up, man, and just made a big faux pas of everything. I need to read this. It was excellent. It was the second story arc of the Astonishing X-Men storyline that they came out under the new titling. So you had the first story arc where they bring Professor X back from the dead by sticking him in Phantom X's head. Yeah, he completely possesses Phantom X and boots that guy out and just takes over his body. So he's back. <laughs> Calls himself X. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. And then, but that's hey, we also killed Wolverine. We killed Professor X. We killed Wolverine. We killed Jean Grey. We killed Cyclops. Who are we going to use for Wolverine? Well, we should use Wolverine. Old Man Logan. Just freaking cool. Cool storyline. Cool stuff. Moving forward from it though, turning the page. Um, you know, some of the newer iterations of our favorite characters are still really fun, really cool to look at. But again, this is during a time when Marvel saying, hey, this isn't a part of Marvel Cinematic Universe. We don't care. Go crazy. But now they are a part of Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now they kind of have to tie all these stories back together again. They have to try and... They've got their work cut out for them. They do. And the person that they're getting to do is doing a good job. But House of X is having a great run. I mean, just some of the stuff that Hickman has done with the Avengers one, what he's doing with the X-Men is, is very intriguing. You think this really is going to actually allow them to rewrite the X-Men however they feel will work cinematically? I feel like they're going to do this so it will work cinematically, and I feel like that's exactly what they're going for and how to tie them back into the Marvel Universe. So they can pick and choose like elements that they want to see and write about? Without having to worry about continuity, pick it for time because they're like literally rewriting history, history the way they want it. Exactly. Because that's what the character is doing, rewriting history. They're retconning, but in a storyline way. It's great. Yeah. Great way to do that type of thing. Um, and from what I hear, House of X is excellent. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. excellent. So <laughs> that, that was on purpose. Um, but yeah, so but I have to say one of my favorite characters spawned out of one of my old favorite characters. So Wolverine was just, I absolutely do love him, even though everybody else loves him too. He's had several iterations throughout the years, but he's always been just the core of a lot of these really cool ideas. 
And then for him, I don't know if you know this or not, but he had a clone made, but they couldn't complete his genome. So she's age 23, because she only has those 23. Okay, so she becomes a female. Okay. That's why she's a female, they couldn't complete the genome. So she was great, but that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Honey Badger. Because Honey Badger don't give a damn. She's just the coolest little clone of a clone that's ever happened. Is she a clone of X23? She's, yeah. To my understanding of the story, the way I'm around, she's a copy of a copy. So, like in, in multiplicity, where. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my eventually gosh. she becomes stupid. But Honey Badger's so cool. And, like, Pair her up with people like Deadpool, which are already funny. Yeah. Honey Badger's funny. She's got this pet Wolverine that she keeps with her. And X23 is just a cool person that kind of keeps things together. Weird. So Honey Badger's a small one. She's a small one. She's yeah. like the little sister. She's the little sister of X23, her little clone. But the, the one they got to live, the rest of them kind of died off through storylines. And she's only got one claw. So she's got the normal um, Wolverine flipping off claw. Yeah. That's the only one she has. So uh, she's just So as you see right here, Laura has the two claws. Yeah. And then Honey Badger has the one claw. And it's and a they're pinchy finishing it out. Like, yeah, so making the three claws. Like, so are they bone claws or are they? They are bone. Bad they're, oh, they're, they're totally bone. She didn't even know she had She didn't even know she had a healing power. They thought she was a broken. So, Honey Badger don't care. She's so cool. Thank you, Marvel, for doing that for me. I just think she's unique. She's probably, is she more like um, X-23 and she's like Logan? She is, if she was funny. If X-23 had been raised by Deadpool. Oh, um, goodness. That's Honey Badger. Okay. So, but I want to break into just a few things real quick, run through, uh, run through some of the history of X-Men and... Uh, the video game uh, world. Uh, we're going to skip down to some of the video game world. Uh, well, let's go through the cinema universe, starting out with the first cartoon you saw and loved of the X Men. Man, uh, the first one I ever saw was the. <laughs> yeah, Pride of the X Men. It was one where they had the Australian Wolverine. It was. <laughs> And that's also one of the uh, Colossuses that I love, too. Or Colossus, Jesus. That Colossus. is Colossi. Colossi. Wait, uh, Jesus was in there, right? I don't remember that part. I remember Colossus being there, though. No, Colossus was uh, definitely a sport. I really started to like that character a lot. Was from that. Well, I love Nightcrawler. Yeah, I never yeah, saw that. I, uh, I watched the Fox um, X-Men. It's free on YouTube right now. Fox X Men. It has CBS. Are we talking about like nineteen nineties animated series? That was a good run. That was all based on Jim Lee and Chris Claremont stuff, so it's not bad. With old Claremont stories um, from the seventies that that were thrown in, but with the new styles, that was neat. But when you say Fox X Men, I think of like black leather bondage uh, yeah. movies. Yeah, terrorists sneaking into the president's mm -hmm. office and staring at him until he makes different votes for things. You know, just, you know what? They gave us Patrick Stewart as, as Xavier, so I'm willing to let a lot that of That was a great decision. I think the black uh, leather was just like executive thinking, well, people aren't ready for. Yeah. They like Batman when he's wearing black. And they so. might have been white, you know. They could have been. They might not have been uh, white. It worked out. Uh, and then eventually we got Spandex with uh, the Marvel. Uh, yeah. Marvel yes. gave us some real stuff. Yeah. And we we'll waited for a But it was always because it was perhaps the right time for that. You know, like well, it, you like you mean we wore people down with black other superheroes until they were there. Well, we gave people what superheroes were. Even further into the X-Men Fox universe, you started to see some colors start to pop up because, like, Days of Future Past Wolverine had yellow undertones underneath. Look, he's got a cape. Bishop showed up, even though he sucked um, at the time, which really was horrible. I love Bishop as a character. It just yeah, so uh, it uh, it Please be Bishop. I know you've already been a character in the Marvel Universe, but if you could be Bishop, we would love that. So, I would love it. And he's on the chance, though. Like, you know, there's lots of actors. There are, but not as good as he is. He is good. He, he is fantastic. Visually, audibly, emotionally. 
That's, that's fine. Four. Yeah, he didn't have the fours. Yeah, that's fine. But then the Street Fighter series, that evolved into like the huge... Oh, man. Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom and all of that. That was great. Excellent. were a big part of that. They've been trying to break into the spotlight for... People have been begging them to be in the spotlight. For the X-Men fight game by uh, Children of the Atoms, where it started and brought into X-Men vs. Street Fighter and stuff. They even had their own fighting game from Activision. Called X Men Mutant Academy, which you're you were looking at uh, right there. Just, oh man! I remember when they came out with Legends, and that totally broke into the the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Yes, same format. So good. It was one of the best stories. I loved watching that. It was just great. Um, but we are running low on time. I am on the next episode. We're going to talk about. Uh, book that we read. I do know that we're running very short on time right now, and I'm holding it upside down, but I'm going to hold it right side up so you can see it. Uh, we're going to talk about this this issue called The Collapser, and we're going to go through it again that time when we actually spare ourselves a little bit more time to talk about it. I understand that the X-Men universe and being a huge collective of, of characters and teams, and we can get kind of carried away in that, and... Uh, but thank you for our ramblings. Maybe uh, in this we've given you a little bit of history on them, maybe some excitement towards them, and maybe even noted on a few different storylines that you can pick out through time that you might like to read. Um, you know, and collect the Marvel Legends X-Men if you want to. Yes. Uh, Ronnie and I have worked together to give you the entire 1990s generally run right there, all collected together. They're beautiful figures. They're great if you love the stuff. Check them out. Try not to get the uh, the stolen boxes that don't have anything in it or the wrong thing in it. People are horrible these days. Yes, they are. If you're one of those people that's stealing stuff out of the stores, please stop doing that. Nobody likes you. Not even your mother. And, um, oh. Yeah. No, that's something that not even a mother's love. Don't steal it. Grandma's your grandmother still likes you. Yeah, there's, no, no. Grandma doesn't even like you because she's going to sort of buy something for Tiny Tim. And she's looking for a character, she reads the box, she thinks that's what she's getting him, and he ends up getting like a knockoff King Cobra. And that's just, that's stupid. Don't do that to people. You're ashamed of yourself and your human race, the whole community. <laughs> but, on a brighter note, oh, is this, this is merch. This is merchandise you can buy. This coffee cup, uh, T-shirts, we've got uh, coasters, all for turn of the page. So if you want to be a part of the TTP community, just go ahead and check out our Facebook link. We've got it posted right there. We put more links and some comment threads. We can hashtag everything you want us to hashtag. And you, too, can drink your coffee in style while you sit there in the morning reading your newspaper. And your wife says, what do you read about? He's like, I don't care. I'm turning the page. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to turn the page now. Don't forget to like, subscribe, join us every single other week that we come. And, and when we finally get our technical issues sorted out, we'll see you live. And until then, we'll join you on YouTube. And don't forget to also check out our, our sister series, or brother series, or father series. I don't know what to call it. The Saturday Night Gaming. That is also a great listen through. Download some podcasts if you're a big fan of tabletop gaming and role-playing. Or if you just like stories. If you like anything wackadoo and just something to fill your time on your way to work, download our podcast. Listen to our stories. Listen to us carry on. Sean leaves us in Western worlds. Uh, I do Christopher Walken accents. John draws pictures that are beautiful and lovely. Does the best Shane Soul voice I've ever even heard. It's amazing. I was was very impressed. So I look forward to you joining us for all of these things and more as we continue to bring you things that entertain us. There's another thing, too. Uh oh. Um, I was a guest star in my previous podcast, and we can just look for the links after the video. Down below, it's yeah, called Going Rogues. It's my brother Dave did it. And we talk about the Richard, not the Richard Donner, the Richard Lester cut of Superman 2, along with some other stuff. The Richard Lester cut? Yeah, the, fir- the first one with Cellophane S. We had a lot of fun. Oh, wow, that was so silly. But, so, like, yeah. Well, I just want to ask Ronnie a question mm-hmm. about So, Richard, Richard Lester is the one who kind of took over after Donner, right? 
Yes. So why would I want to see this come? Because, because, it's, because it's the original one and it's hilarious. Oh, because it's ridiculous. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the cell phone as for me is I'm going to drink some coffee. All right. Because I'm not a fan of what they did to, to Richard Donner. I love this song. Anybody not make your coffee taste, taste better? Just to be clear, it's not less than salt. Like, you know. Well, we can save this for a Superman episode, guys. Because Superman is a big topic that will take up more time than the answer. I'm sorry, but we will talk about that at that time. Until then, join us next time for The Joker. Join us next time for The Joker. Until then, we'll keep on hoping to listen to us. Thank you.